you have a Bible, turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. We have been in a series called God Is, going through just looking at the attributes of God as we come in each week just to kind of lift our eyes up and see, see God for who He is and how He has revealed Himself to us. And this morning we're going to look at God is all present. Psalm 139. We're going to read verses 7 through 12. Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12. It says this Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, you are the ancient of days, you are our help and you are our strength, and Lord, I thanks for the chance to gather at the beginning of the week and to hear from your word, and so Holy Spirit, I pray you would teach us, you'd open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your word, and Lord, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts will be acceptable to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Where are you? There, there, there is not, that's not how normally a parent would say something if they lose a child. There's probably very few things more frightening than a parent losing a child for a brief period of time unexpectedly. A number of years ago, I can still remember it like it was yesterday, we were in the Como Zoo in Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, leaving. The place is packed. People are everywhere. Uh, Jared's about four. He, all of a sudden, I'm patting his head. The next moment, I'm looking around. We have no idea where he is at. And for about seven to ten minutes, we were running around this parking lot, screaming his name, screaming his name, looking for him. I'm, I'm jumping in front of cars, trying to stop them, looking in the back seats. And he had run off and hid behind a tree um, because I had done that to him about a half hour earlier. We had no idea where he was. We lose the presence of people. We, we lose presence and we desire presence. We, we desire to be in multiple places at once. This is what our whole culture has moved to. We, we, we want to be on our phones while we're sitting in church. We want to, while we're watching TV, we, we, are, we want to try to be in all these different places, and we can't. We, we, we Zoom to try to meet together, but we desire presence. We don't like it when we lose presence. We absolutely desire presence, but also there's often for us just a lack of presence. If you're talking to your wife or your husband and they say something and then they say, are you listening? And you were right in the room uh, the whole time hearing them, or did you hear what I said? And you listened, you heard something, but you didn't hear what they said. We, we lack this presence. We as people, finite people, lose a presence. We, we desire to have presence, and we lack presence, and which brings us to question even God's presence and ask, are you there? Are you there? Are you there in these situations, God? Are you there with us? And we question God's presence. And Martin Luther, years ago, wrote to his friend Erasmus when he was talking about God, and he said, the problem is your thoughts about God are all too human. 
That's our situation. We think of presence a certain way. We think of what it means to lose presence, wondering if somebody is there. But often when we put that to God, our thoughts about God are all too human. And when your picture of God is small, the presence of God will seem far away. And it'll seem like hiding or handling life on your own is your only hope. Francis Thomason wrote a famous poem called The Hound of Heaven. And then he said, I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him down the labyrinth ways of my own mind and in the midst of tears. I hid from him and under running laughter. But from those strong feet that followed, followed after. This is the natural reaction of us to God. We, 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 we flee God. We, people try to flee, flee from God, and, and many people are doing it in two ways right now in our world. They either do it through sadness, they, they flee Him through the, the, the midst of their, their years and their time in sadness, and they put up a hard shell and say, these bad things happen to me, so God's not there. Or they do it with shallowness, like they, they just can't sense God in any way, so just, they do it like He says, I do it in the midst of tears, and I do it in running laughter. We just fill our lives with shallowness, just funny things, just to keep, keep life seeming like there's some meaning. And we run from God or hide from God because we don't recognize how close God actually is. And recognizing and responding correctly to God's omnipresence is what will bring hope. There is nowhere that God is not. God is present everywhere. God is present everywhere but presents his presence to us in different ways And then we're going to look at this morning some practical responses to God's presence. The idea that God is present everywhere seems easy to understand for us. But first, God is present everywhere. The the big word for that is omnipresent. Omni means all. God is all present. This is what Psalm 139 says. David writes this and he says, "This this is where shall I go? Where could I go from your Spirit, where can I go from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to Sheol, to the, to the place of death, you're, you're there. If I, if I take the, the winds this morning and ride them wherever they go, you're there. Wherever you go, you're, wherever you are, you're, you are there. You are omnipresent. You're all there. Omni, it just means that all God is all present all the time. Yet God acts differently in different places. God is present everywhere, and all of God is present at all times, but he acts differently in different places. Tony Evans says it this way with God's omnipresence. He is always, God is always wherever he needs to be to do whatever he needs to be done. God's present everywhere. Jeremiah 23, 24 says, can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? declared the Lord. Do I not fill the earth, declares the Lord. God is present everywhere infinitely. God God has no limits. When you think of the presence of God, or you think of God being near us, 
we think of space. Like we think that God is, he, he's, in, he's in time and space, but God is present infinitely because he's beyond and beyond time and space. God has no limits. God, God contains space in himself. Space does not contain God. God is incapable of being limited in his presence. He, he is infinitely present everywhere, which means God can't be kept in a building. You didn't come this morning to a church building to find God and where God is. God isn't, he's, he's here, but he's not just in this building. God can't be confined to a building. Solomon said this in 1 Kings chapter 27 when he was dedicating the, the temple that God told him to build for him. He said, but will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. God can't be kept in a building. He can't be in, kept in a location or a nation or a city or a town. God is infinitely present everywhere, which means God just isn't in America. He isn't just in a, a nation. He is everywhere, unlimited, infinitely, and he can't be captured in an image or a statue, which is why when you read Isaiah and God hears about people making idols, and this is their God. He, he is the ultimate sarcastic passages God gives to idol making. That the, the idea that the God that they would worship could be limited to some statue and some piece of wood that they cut down themselves. And God of the universe who is infinitely everywhere, he looks at that and just mocks it. Because God is infinitely present everywhere. And it's irrevocable. It, it can't be changed. It's by his sheer nature that God is this way. It, this is, there's, there's no lack of God. All of God is everywhere. It's not like God spread out, stretched out across the world, across the universe, trying to keep it together. It's all of God. All of God everywhere. It's just who he is, 100% of God. There, there is not a part of God in one part of the world, a part of God in another universe. It's all of God everywhere because that's his nature, which means there's, there's no preference. God doesn't like us over here more than he likes people someplace else. He, he, is, he, he is everywhere in his presence, and there's no equal. Satan is not omnipresent. He is a finite created fallen angel. The demons are fallen angels that are not finite. Satan is not everywhere at once. He's not omnipresent. Demonic beings are not everywhere at once. Only God is. It's part of his nature and it's irrevocable. It can't be changed and it's intentional. This God who is, as he described himself, everywhere. Where shall I go from your spirit? Where, where shall I flee from your presence? This God who is infinitely beyond time and space, who's everywhere, he, he's, he's with us intentionally. He's with you intentionally. So, Psalm 8 says, what is man that, that, you, that you are mindful of them? Why, why, why do you care about human beings? But he says he does. He wants to be with us. He wants to be present with us. It, it's, it's intentional for us. God is present intentionally 
in his creation, but he's distinct from his creation. We're not like Hindus who walk up to trees and knock on it and say, God, are you in there? God is not in his creation. He is not, that, 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 that's pantheism. He, he, he is, he is, his creation is in him. He is, he is beyond his crea- creation. But he's everywhere in it. It's his divine desire to know you. It's intentional that he be with you. Acts 17 says that they, if they would just seek for God, they would find him and find that he's, he's not that far away. God's very close to us. This is what it means that God is present everywhere, that all of God is all present all the time. Yet in that presence, he acts differently in different places. Deuteronomy 10.14 says, Behold, the Lord your God belong heaven and the heavens of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. On March 2nd, 1972, United States sent up Pioneer 10, which is a satellite to the mission. It was on a 21-month mission to take pictures of Jupiter. It, it went out on its... It got, it got there 82,178 miles away, sent back pictures, and then it escaped the velocity to leave the solar system. It was the first orbited satellite we've ever had do that, and it just took off. And for 30 years, Pioneer 10 would send back signals to the United States, send back signals and, of pictures, send back things of where it was. The last transmission of, of Pioneer 10 was, was heard on, in 2003. And in 2010, they, they gave it its last chance. But they would say today, from the last time they heard from it, it was 9.6 billion miles away from Earth. And in all those 9.6 billion miles from earth and beyond, God is. God knows exactly where Pioneer 10 is right now. He's beyond it. And, and, and just goes beyond and beyond and beyond. And where space ends, God just goes and is present beyond and beyond and beyond. God intentionally is present with us. And he's intimately present with us. The God who knows 96 billion, 9.6 billion miles away from you now is intentionally present with you. But God is intimately present with us. Because he came in the form of a human, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus so that this God that is unbelievably present, unbelievably intimate everywhere, we can have peace with God. It's a frightening thing to be around a God that big unless he intentionally and intimately wants to be with us, and he does. But God is present everywhere, but he presents his presence to us in different ways. There, there's a terrifying presence of God. It says in verse 8, if I ascend to heaven, if I take off like Pioneer 10 and just go and go and go and go and go, God, you're there. 
And if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Sheol is the place of death or hell. Hell is not the absence of God. It's just experiencing the presence of God and that experience being just the judgment of God. God's not absent from hell. He's, he's present in hell, but the only thing that people would experience of the presence of God is his judgment, the terrifying judgment of God. Amos chapter 9, verses 1 through 4 talks about this. It almost sounds like Psalm 139. It says, I saw the Lord standing beside the altar, and he said, Strike the capitals until the threshold shakes, and shatter them on the heads of all the people. And those who are left of them I will kill with the sword. Not one of them shall flee away. Not one of them shall escape. If they dig into Sheol, from there shall my hand take them. If they climb up to the mountain, from there I will bring them down. If they hide themselves on the top of Carmel, from there I will stretch them out and take them. And if they hide from my sight at the bottom of the sea, there I will command the serpent and it shall bite them. And if they go into captivity before their enemies, there I will command the sword and it shall kill them. I will fix my eyes upon them for evil and not for good. That's where hell will be is the terrifying presence of God. God's not absent from that. He's just presenting himself in a different way. But God is also in total blessed presence. He presents himself for all those who have died in Christ. The Bible says absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which is total blessing. Complete blessing with the presence of the God. Revelation 21.3 says, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and sheer, complete blessing for eternity. That's just how God will reveal himself. He's 100% present there. It's the, and then God is also with us in a particular presence now. Remember Jacob in the Old Testament? He wanted to see God, and he wrestled with God. He wrestled all night with God. And God touched his hip in the fret, and he was changed. His life was changed, but for the rest of his life, he walked with a limp. And when he woke up that morning, he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. There is a sense that God is everywhere, in everything, always present. There is a terrifying presence from God. No one will get away from the presence of God. There's a blessed, eternal presence of God, but even for us now, there is this particular presence of how God deals with us in different ways, and this is what we often long for and we desire. Where's God? Where's God in these situations? But there are times when, you, when you've sensed the, the, the manifold presence of God as a Christian. I remember years ago, I was in a deep struggle, emotionally spiritually, and I was at this meeting I had to go to over at Cedar Lake, Indiana, so I was over there for the meeting, went through this whole couple hours of session, and I'm driving back, and it was in the evening, and I'm just praying, and just praying, and I've been praying all the way to Cedar Lake, prayed all the way through the meeting, and I'm driving back, praying and praying, and in that moment, I'll never forget it, it was if God himself was sitting right next to me. The, the, the manifold presence of God was so real. I, I sensed his presence in, in, in a real way. The, 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 it's, he's with me. 
He knew what I was going through. He, he knew what I was dealing with. Have you experienced that? That moment where you just, it's the manifold presence of God where you say, surely the Lord is in this place. And I didn't know it, but, I, but sometimes you do know it. It's like a child walking with his father and, and there's love there and they, they enjoy each other and he's loving them. And then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, the dad picks up his son, puts him on his shoulder, pats his head and hugs him and then he puts him back down. They've always had the presence together, but there was a special moment where the presence was even more, deal, more deep and more experiential. God does this for us. This is the God that we have. There is at times where we can experience this particular presence of God, and it's a promised presence. God is present everywhere, but he presents his presence in different ways. He doesn't always do that. There'll be other times when I've been going through difficult situations, driving to Cedar Lake, Indiana, struggling and praying, and I come back and felt like I was in the car all by myself the whole way. But it wasn't true. God is with us. He's with you. Because it's a promised presence. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Jesus said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. To know the presence of God, we have to be in a relationship with God and receive it. And we receive it by knowing Jesus Christ, God with us, Emmanuel. Have you known God's presence? Has there been a time in your life when, when you knew you were connected to God? And has there been times where, where you know God's with you in a real way? Or is it just your knowledge of God just in your head? These are real ways that God wants to connect with, with us. He's for us. He's our refuge. He's our strength. He's an ever-present help. And if your view of God is so small, that you've never experienced in a real way the presence of God. Receive it. Maybe it is you know Jesus mentally, but you don't know him personally in a real way. You've never surrendered your life, and the, 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 what is dividing you from experiencing God is sin, the separation from God. Nobody, God never leaves anyone people leave god jonah tried to run from god but god knew where he was cain tried to run from god god knew he was where he was god never moved but cain moved and jonah moved and it was always sin in a way but when sin got removed and the way sin gets removed is through jesus christ we are connected back into god and we receive it with hope. But what's our response to this? What's the response to know that God is everywhere, present, all of God, all the time, in every place? What's some practical responses to the presence of God for us? I got three. First, we need to realize that you are never alone with sin. You're never alone with your sin. Sin always makes us want to hide from God. 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Don't get such a small view of God that you think it's okay to sneak away in your sin and think nobody's going to know. You're, you're never alone when you sin. You're never alone because everything is open and exposed to the eyes of God. And we must give an account to this infinite God who, who knows all. So realize you're never alone with your sin. So because of that, we can reach out for help. Herman Bavick said this on God. When you wish, when you wish to do something evil, you retire from the public into your house where no enemy may see you. From those places of your house which are open and visible to the eyes of men, you remove yourself into your room, and even in your room you fear some witness from another quarter. So you retire into your heart. There you meditate. He is more inward than your heart. Wherever, therefore, you have fled, there he is. From yourself, whither will you flee? You think you can take your phone and look at whatever you want against God and think you're alone and nobody knows? It's all exposed. It's all open to God. Think you can go to work and do whatever you want to do, how you want to do it, and nobody else will know? It's all exposed and open to God. Realize you're never alone with sin, so reach out for help. Because this God who's very present, he knows you're sinning. He knows your heart. He knows the struggle. He knows the temptation. And he says this, draw near to God, in James 4 eight. draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts, ye sinners, and draw near to him. Repent and turn. You're not alone with sin. So you have someone there to help you. So reach out for help. You're struggling? Someone told me this week that this person was off on, on a COVID quarantine. And they told him, you know, what there is, you know what there is to do for two weeks at home? Nothing. TV, movies, and porn. We live in a real broken world. But the practical response to the presence of God is realize you're never alone with your sin. So if you're struggling... Reach out for help. God's willing to draw near. Second, recognize that sin, since God is everywhere, you're free to be here. It's very calming to understand the presence and the all-omnipresence of God. We, we can recognize that since God's everywhere, we are actually free to be here. We got, we got family members away. You got situations you're dealing with at work. You're trying to figure them out. When you understand that God is omnipresent, that he's everywhere, that he is in charge, it actually frees us and comforts us just to be here, and we can just practice the presence of God. Brother Lawrence was in, was in 
hundreds, about a hundred and some years ago, he, he, he wrote and studied and practiced this, this presence of God. And he said the presence of God is the concentration of the soul's attention on God, remembering he is always present. So wherever you are, he would just practice the presence of God. Wherever I'm at, where I'm at, God's there. And I don't have to worry about what's going outside of him. It's calming to know that God's in control. It's calming to know that God is where our concerns and worries are. He, he's there. He's present. He's available. We can recognize that since God's everywhere, we're free to be here. We can set down our social media. We, we can just be with people, be where we are, be with God in a calming comfort. Someone said that Facebook was created to remind Christians that they do have time to read the Bible. Well, we can just put everything down and calm ourselves and recognize, hey, God's where he needs to be. I'm where I need to be. I am finite. God is infinite. He'll see us through. And third, we can rest in your access to God. What I mean by rest in the access to our God is to embrace it. This is what we have. Because God is who he is in his omnipresence, everywhere present, we can't escape him. He wants to intentionally be with us. He says to us, pour out your heart to me. Tell me what's going on. Come, come to me. We, we can rest by embracing it. The way you embraced your home was not looking at your mortgage paper and thinking, this is great, I got this house. You moved in. The way you embraced your car was not looking at the title and saying, this is awesome, I, I can go places. And just keep looking at the title of your car. You got in your car and you used it. Knowing that we have this omnis, um, the omnipotence of God, we rest in this, we, we, we activate it. We, we know that we have a God who hears us when we pray and we can anchor ourselves to it and we can hold on to the promises that he gives us. Like Isaiah 41.10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is the infinite God of the universe who's saying to you as a promise, calm down. Fear not. Don't, don't be afraid. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'm here. We anchor to it, and then we enjoy it, and we enjoy it, like it says in Psalm 131, too, is a, is a weaned child from his mother, which says, but I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me, because he, he knows where he needs to go to get food. He's, this is how we are in Christ. When we realize that God is who he is, that he's all present everywhere at all times, we need to embrace it, activate all the promises of God for us and know he is for us. He will strengthen us and he will help you. The omnipresence of God. This truth is an anchoring attribute that gives us comforting hope and it makes us it makes us glad in god isaac watts says within thy circling power i stand on every side i find thy hand awake asleep at home abroad i am surrounded still with god